Thank you for downloading this podcast from Emmanuel Church Lurgan. At Emmanuel, our vision is to help rewrite the story of Craigavon, Ireland and the nations with the good news of the Kingdom of God. We hope you enjoy listening to this message. As you know, um, over the last um, few weeks, um, we've been looking at the person of the Holy Spirit. And we've moved on to be looking at the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And um, if you haven't been with us um, and you've maybe missed a bit, I'll try and give you a wee quick recap. Um, if it's your first time you're jumping in, um, you're really welcome. We'll try to bring you up to speed, especially if you're online um, this morning. If you are online, get out in here if you can. Um, it's great being it's great being together again. Um, so um, the thing that has stood out to me the most was one of the lines that Phil used um, whenever he was introducing this series. And he said, I would like to introduce you to my friend, the Holy Spirit. Um, what a way that we started into this series of, I would like to introduce you to my friend, the Holy Spirit. And I, 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 that, that's the thought, that's one of the things, um, there's been lots of great stuff that's been said and taught about, but that's the line that's been lingering in my head, my friend, the Holy Spirit. And with this, it's brought like a real, um, you know, like one of those things that really encourages you. It's like, oh, wow, like I can be a, a friend of the Holy Spirit. That The Holy Spirit wants to have that level of closeness or companionship, that close, uh, a, a friend to me, like that is, that's pretty amazing. Yes? Yes. Yes. It's amazing. But with it came a real challenge as well, because I'm going, I, I could be, have I cultivated that type of relationship? Have I cultivated that type of relationship? Whenever Phil was, was speaking and talking, it was like, um, I want to introduce you to my friend, the Holy Spirit. And you caught the sense of intimacy that he was talking about as he was even saying those words. I want to introduce you to my friend. There's a level of challenge in that for me. Is what is the relationship that I am cultivating with the Holy Spirit? Could I say, let me introduce you to my friend, the Holy Spirit? And maybe for some of us, um, the Holy Spirit feels different than that. Um, maybe he feels somewhere out there. Maybe he feels a little bit um, mysterious or confusing or, dare I say, even a little bit frightening that we don't want to engage too much with the Holy Spirit because we feel he might be a little bit unpredictable. And I'm not sure what your experience or what your journey has been to this point with the Holy Spirit. But can I say this? If you're in the room this morning and you love Jesus and you've decided to follow after him and you call yourself a Christian, then the Holy Spirit is in here. The Holy Spirit is in here. It was the gentle power of the Holy Spirit that brought you to a place of conviction where you went, I need forgiveness that was the Holy Spirit. It was the Holy Spirit that then begins this work within us that, that changes and transforms us. That little thought, even at times of, mm, maybe there's a better way. <laughs> maybe this isn't the best course for my life. 
maybe there's a better way. That was the Holy Spirit working and changing and transforming the inside of you. So uh, th this morning, I would love to start by saying, maybe you know him better than you think you do. Maybe he is closer than what you realize. Um, I'm a bit of a, um, I like to move about a wee bit. You can tell I'm dancing around the, the platform here. But if you're up for it, can we, can we do something? Because actually these things help me. Where, uh, uh, let, let's be aware that he is within us. Let's take a moment right at the very beginning as we start to unpack some of the gifts that he has for us. Uh, take a couple of moments to be aware that he is here, but that he's here. He's here this morning. Um, if you're up for it, would you close your eyes and would you lay your hand on um, your chest? And all it is is with a thought of thankfulness. Holy Spirit, thank you that you're here. Thank you that you're here. Comforter. The one who brings challenge. The one who brings conviction. the one who brings instruction, the one who brings courage, the one who brings gifts. My friend, Holy Spirit, thank you that you're within us. You can open your eyes. He's here. He's here, but he's here. He's with us. I loved the, um, don't worry, I, I will get some original thoughts. I'm just repeating Phil for a little bit longer. Um, I loved some of this, this analogy that Phil um, sort of gave when he was introducing the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And he was saying it's like building a house, okay? It's, it's like building a house. And building the house is the kingdom of God, is what God is looking to establish here on the earth. And that he is looking to use us in, in doing that. And as part of that, us, the church, he is wanting to see God's kingdom come, the reign and the rule of Jesus in the here and now. And some of the, the different parts of it, he says, like, whenever you're starting to build, you bring in the architect, you bring in the builder, you even get a little bit of interior design going on there. And these are some of the, the specific rules. This is whenever you're about here and you hear us talking about the fivefold, okay? These are some of the specific gifts and people that God has appointed to help bring shape and structure to what he is doing through the church on the earth. So the apostle, the prophet, the teacher, the pastor, the evangelist. These are the architect builders holding this bigger picture together. Then we all get to play, everyone, everywhere. We all get to be part of this. We all get brought in with our own unique gifts and abilities, the way that God has made and designed you, that there's a part for us to play in what 
God is doing in the church, but more importantly, what God is doing in the world. This is only meant to be an equipping and ascending place. This is only meant to be a place of encouragement that then thrusts us out into the world. So in here, this is where those key sort of roles of the apostle, the pastor, the teacher, the evangelist are equipping us to do what we're meant to be doing everywhere, each one of us getting involved. And you are uniquely made and designed for where God has placed you at this time, that he has created and made you the way you are for this moment at this time. But alongside that, and this is where we're seeing these different sort of sets of gifts. We have Ephesians 4, Romans 12. We're going then into 1 Corinthians 12. He gives us tools to help us. He gives us tools as we go on, uh, on our way. Um, and these gifts, okay, sometimes where we get a little bit of confusion, we think it's just to have a great time in here. These gifts are for lifting up the name of Jesus, for bringing his kingdom, for seeing God glorified in all of the earth. And we're, we're moving from a place, okay, if you need to unpack this further, you're in a charismatic church this morning. What that's meaning that we believe that the gifts of the Holy Spirit are in operation today. So we're going to move past that step that we sometimes get stuck on. Okay, if you need to unpack that further, come and talk to some of us and we can show you the scriptures that have caused us to land where we land. Okay, but that's where we are in this place. And for some reason, God has decided that these gifts that we're seeing in 1 Corinthians 12, that we need them. God has decided in his word, it's written and we're seeing it, that he thinks that we need them. So if he thinks that we need them, then I want them. If he thinks that we need them, then I want them. And Paul says about eagerly desiring the gifts of the Spirit, eagerly desiring, longing for them. It means, an eagerly desire means that you're going after them, that you, you want them. And we aren't seeing them operate as much as we would like to, if I'm honest. We would love to see more miracles. We would love to see more healings. And there's probably, we could speculate on lots of reasons why. Maybe the, these gifts have been misused and they've caused us to take a, a step back from them. They've created some of the fear. M maybe it's simply that we, ha we need to educate. Maybe it's about actually recognizing gifts within people and giving a, a space to nurture and to, to practice and to explore and learn and make mistakes, because actually Jesus, whenever he gathered the disciples around, and he sends them out, and then he, he sends them out, but then he, it's almost like he's saying, go, right, go and practice this, and come back and tell me what happened. Go and practice this, and come back and tell me what happened. And sometimes we don't see this teaching and training part of Jesus with the disciples as we read through the Gospels. Go out, come back in, let's talk about it, let's review it, what happened. And there's one point where the disciples are starting to get off kilter with some of the power that they've been handed. And he says, stop rejoicing over that and remember that your name's in the Lamb's book of life and that's the most important thing. But he was able to bring them into line and bring them back into kilter again. So we are looking at 
1 Corinthians chapter 12. And I'm going to read just a couple of these um, verses to us to recap. Now, about the, the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. And then we go to, to verse 4 and it says, There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. Sorry, I've lost my way here. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given the, um, through the Spirit the message of wisdom. To another, the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. And to another, distinguishing between Spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of the one and the same Spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he um, determines. And we've seen that this list, and Phil has unpacked um, some of these last week. Dave is going to unpack some of them next week. This, this week we're going to be looking at the, the gift of faith, the gift of healings, and the gift of miracles. And th this is just a taster, okay? So get that. This is just a taster. This is just a little, okay, <laughs> we need to unpack and we need to dig into this a little bit further. But let's look at this gift of supernatural faith, okay? So we're on to the faith one here. Um, all of us require faith, it is by faith that we're saved. It's not ourselves. It's not our work. It's faith that's working in us and that is causing us to believe in the death and the resurrection of Jesus. Okay, so that is faith working in us. We are called to live by faith. We're called to follow in the leading of the Holy Spirit. But this is something different. Okay, so whenever it's looking at this gift of faith, this is something different. This is almost like a supernatural surge of faith in impossible circumstances. A, a, a supernatural surge of faith in impossible circumstances, often connected um, to maybe hearing the Word of God or to something that, that the Holy Spirit has spoken to us or coming from a place of prayer. There is a, a confidence that rises within us that is not our own and is not manufactured. It's beyond optimistic hope it's actually a, a sure confidence and a faith and a surge of faith that, that God is going to come through in this, that God is going um, to, to come through. A, a little bit of an example of this, a few years back, um, you know I work um, for Reach Mentoring um, as well, and a few years back, as with lots of charities, you can hit times where things feel a, a little bit turbulent um, financially, okay? And it maybe felt a little bit more than that of what we were, were going through. And you, you can look at those situations and you're going, oh, <laughs> what are you going to do? And you start to come up with plans and you, you start to, to think and you start to, to try and work it out and tr start to try and figure out. Um, but I remember sig uh, like a, a significant moment 
in that journey quite early on. And in reading actually um, 1 Kings 4, I'm just feeling God saying, he was going to provide. He was going to, it, it felt, what I felt God was saying, he's going to provide every month, each month. As we go through, it's going to be okay. And it was over the course of a year. And in this strange sense, a, a surge of faith arises. You still have to put in the hard work. You still have to have difficult conversations. You still have to do all of that. But there was, a, there was an inner confidence of God is coming through in this, even though it feels really unlikely and re I don't really know how it all works out, but that God is coming through on it. Where are those moments where we have that surge of faith for the impossible? And actually, what this passage is telling us is that God has gifted the body with some people who can carry that. And sometimes we can write people off as like, oh, their head's in the clouds. Their head's in the clouds because uh, they're just, they don't have a grip on reality. And how many times have we ruled out that gift of faith that some people are carrying to actually believe for the impossible? and to lead the rest of us into the impossible because of the confidence that God has given. And with all of these gifts, it has to be discerned. It has to be handled carefully. But who are the people amongst us? Who are the people in your life that actually carry the gift of faith for a surge of confidence in the impossible? And we write them off. And yet they're there to motivate and equip and call us into believing um, for more. So, gift of faith, moving on to gifts of healing. And, and this is where we see in the life of Jesus, we see in the demonstration of his power, we see healing happening everywhere that he's going. And can I say that we have this we have physical healing that we're seeing, but um, God is God of every part of us. So, there's emotional healing that can come through the power of God as well that we are longing for these moments of God breaking in with supernatural. There are lots of ways that we can be healed, but this is God breaking in in supernatural moments of healing and breaking into the impossible, breaking into the, the diagnosis that actually there's, there's no other way around this, that the power of God is breaking into that moment. And you know what's amazing in this? It's really great. It's not for the person needing the healing to go after the gift. It's actually the gift is given for the person who's going to be doing the praying. There's actually a gift given to the body amongst us to be praying for the sick and seeing them healed. That actually there is a gift that, that is, is the body is blessed with. And with all of these gifts, I want to be encouraging in us do we need to stir up something that's within us? Stir up something that's been shut down? Something that has been ignored? Is there a stirring up of a gift that is within you? That there is this, this gift for, for, for healing of physical bodies, but also healing of the inner parts of us. Healing of the inner parts of us as well. Um, and with all of the gifts, we need to be wise. But with this one in particular, whenever we're talking about healing, it means there's a wound. Okay? We're talking about healing. It means there's a wound. So we need to be extremely sensitive with that. 
We need to be sensitive and, and careful with the fact that whenever we're talking about healing, it means that someone has been wounded. So let's treat that with respect. Let's treat it with dignity. But in this now but not yet kingdom of God, I find myself more comfortable in the not yet. I can rest more comfortable into the theology of the, oh yeah, but it'll be okay when we get to heaven. Amazing when we get to heaven. But what about the now? How am I creating moments for the now of the kingdom of God to come? For the Holy Spirit with his gifts to break into the now in healing and in miracles. And miracles basically are everything beyond the healing. All, whenever we're cutting through the natural laws of nature, anything else um, that isn't healing falls into these miraculous powers. And this is in provision. This is in the demonstration of seeing um, God's power at work. Can we just say that this is often connected in w w with mission? That actually these gifts, because of what they're intended to do, are connected in with mission. They're connected in with going. They're connected in with proclaiming the name of Jesus. And maybe we're not seeing them just as much as we want because we need to reorientate ourselves more and more towards mission. And as we go, that these gifts will go with us and they will begin to operate. Maybe we need to stir up within us. Maybe we need to re-educate. Maybe we need to create space um, for them. And my little thought today is, is what are we making space for? What are we making space for? Phil and Dave are great because they can read off that screen, but there is no chance I'm reading off that screen away up there. Let me read this to you, okay? This is the story of the Shunammite woman, okay? So this is um, Second Kings um, chapter 4, okay? Second Kings chapter 4. And we're going to read just this little start bit, but basically there, there is this um, lady from Shunam. And it's the prophet Elisha, and it's what she does for him. Her story unfolds, and it's really worth a read. So I would encourage you, go and, go and read the rest of this passage. But we're just going to read these first um, couple of, of, of verses. It says, One day Elisha went to Shunem, and a well-to-do woman was there, who urged him to stay for a meal. So whenever he came by, he stopped there to eat. She said to her husband, I know that this man who often comes our way is a holy man of God. Let's make a small room on the roof and put in it a bed and a table, a chair and a lamp for him. Then he can stay there whenever he comes to us. And the story continues and he, Elisha comes by and he chooses to stay. And there's lots of events that unfold after this. Again, it's really worth a read. But I want to ask us the question, whenever we're thinking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and whenever we're thinking about the person of the Holy Spirit, what are we making room for? What are we making room for? Look and listen to this story where this lady is saying, I am going to create a room. I am going to make space for Elisha. And in those days, it was only one or two people that were actually anointed with the Holy Spirit. We have the, the luxury of living in the 
in post Joel 2, where the Holy Spirit is poured out upon us, but there were significant people in the Old Testament that the Holy Spirit was poured upon them, and Elisha was one of these men. So whenever this lady was saying, let's make a room for Elisha, what she was saying is, let's make room for the Holy Spirit. Let's make room for the Holy Spirit. And the question that I have for us is, how are we making room for the Holy Spirit? And what are the things that we can be doing to make room for the Holy Spirit? And how are we making room for the gifts of the Holy Spirit that He's given us? Today we're looking about faith, miracles, healings. How are we creating space for those? And one of the things that I see first is that this woman was intentional. She says, let's make a room for Him. She made a decision and she went for it. Let's be intentional. Let's actually come up with a plan and do something about it. It wasn't sitting just being reactionary or responsive. It was going after something and making space for it. And in my life and in your life, how are we making space for the Holy Spirit? How are we making space for the gifts of the Holy Spirit? We're doing three weeks on the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and it doesn't scratch the surface. And will that be the tick box done for you of, I now know about the gifts of the Holy Spirit? Or is there something that you need to unpack further? Is there a stirring within you that you need to um, investigate? Is there time and space that you need to give over to seeking the gifts? Is there an asking of the Holy Spirit of what gifts have you given me and how do you want me to use them? Is there a practicing, and I say that word really, really important because sometimes we can get immobilized by perfection, okay? There are safeguards put in place. We're continually told to discern, 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 discern. So there are safeguards put in place for whenever we get this wrong. There are safeguards. There is a community of people here for whenever we get this wrong. So do we need to start practicing the gifts of the Holy Spirit that God has given us, that He has placed within us, that we need to begin to explore? What is your intentional next step in creating space for the Holy Spirit and for the gifts that He wants to bring into your life. Um, the other thing, really quickly, is this space became irresistible. So this moved from just coming sitting around our table to actually, here's a whole room for you. Look at all of this space that I'm giving you. Look at the attention of detail that I'm putting into this. Look at how I'm going over and above and beyond what I have to. I'm going beyond what I have to. In this culture, there was an expectation of hospitality. The stranger was coming by. You needed to invite them in and bring them around your table. But she says, let's create a whole room for them. Let's create space for him that actually he might stay. And sometimes in our lives, there's things that actually God tells us to do and we need to do it. It's really good to say yes to God. We need to do it. But this was an over and above. This was a heart posture of over and above. It's like, I want to do more. I want to create more space for you. 
And in our lives, where are we looking to create that more space? Where are we going over and above that actually our lives might be irresistible to the Holy Spirit? That our lives might be irresistible to the Holy Spirit? And this is not a a tick box of perfection. This is not legalistic because we feel. Ask my wife and my kids this week and you will hear them multiple times. They're really kind and gracious. They probably won't tell you but the multiple times that I feel. This is not a, that is perfection. What is the sweetness of spirit that we're looking to generate, that we're wanting to see grow within us, that makes our lives irresistible to the Holy Spirit, and that his gifts can flow through us. We story, um, yesterday I was cutting the grass, um, and I was cutting along. Um, Zachariah, my youngest, is four, four years old. Um, and I was just working away, and he's been out with me before, so he knows the process. Elijah's got a set of goalposts, and to cut the grass, we, we moved the goalposts. And I was just working away, and I turned around, and as I came around to sort of keep cutting, Zachariah, age four, is trailing this big set of goalposts out of the way. And I didn't even have to ask him. And that means more. That means more. Whenever I didn't even have to ask. And what are the things in our lives that God doesn't even need to ask? Because we just know his desire. And we want to do the things that please him. And we want to make space for him. And we want our lives to be irresistible to the Holy Spirit. And then the great thing is that this space got inhabited. Elisha came to stay. He moved from just this spontaneous visit to dwelling and resting. And I love the encounters that we have with the Holy Spirit in this place. But I want the resting, abiding, powerful presence. I want his gifts pulsating through us. That he might dwell in my life, that he might dwell in us. Because as we look at this and as I finish, this isn't just about me. This is about us. This is about us. How are we together as a church and a community creating space for the Holy Spirit, for the gifts of the Holy Spirit? How are we creating a community and a church, a group of people that is irresistible to the Holy Spirit? What is the sweetness that needs to exist between us? That he might dwell. That he might rest. That he might pulsate through us. I'm going to bring the the worship team up just for the last few moments. And as they come up, I would love you just to be taking a a second before music starts playing and all of that stuff. What is the Holy Spirit saying to you this morning? What is the Holy Spirit saying to you? Beyond anything I've said, what is the Holy Spirit saying to you? You could be away off on a tangent somewhere, but if it's the Holy Spirit, listen to it. What is He saying? And what is the response? What is the thing that you need to be 
intentional with. Can we take 30 seconds just in the stillness to ask Holy Spirit, what do you want to say to me today? Because he's here. He's right here. He's within us. This woman went on to make a plan. She said, let's make a room in the roof. What's your response to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you today? stand together. It's helpful again, your hand on your chest. Holy Spirit, thank you that you're here. Holy Spirit, thank you that you're here. worship but just create a if you're saying I want to make more space then we would just love to stand with you and pray with you in that so um, if you want to do that please do it quickly um, because we're going to worship and we're not going to prolong this but please just come up and some of our elders or staff will would love to bless you by pouring out upon you and praying for you um, this morning. So please just gently make your way to the front um, just as we worship. Um, we would love to stand with you as you say, I'm, I'm making space for the Holy Spirit and for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I'm making space. Yeah, feel free to move just as we worship and then we'll be finishing off. Jesus, the only one. 
So thank you, thank you, Father, for I'm just I'm just so mindful, reminded that today on Father's Day, Jesus the Son said these words. The Father, the Father delights in giving the Holy Spirit to those that ask. The Father, our good Father, delights in giving the Holy Spirit to those who ask. Thank you for the gift of the Spirit to us today, Father. Thank you that this is a sign again of your love for us. God, we just receive afresh a Holy Spirit as you have imparted, God, and those who have come to the front, God, and even people, God, in the room this morning as you've deposited in fresh ways. We just pray, Lord, that even as we've worshipped, Lord, that you would just lead us out, God, to those around us that need you, God, just that we would see the kingdom break out, God, in our lives and through our lives. And the Holy Spirit, thank you that this is why the gifts are given. Thank you for the word that Rick's brought this morning. Now just imprint it on our hearts, God. Imprint it on our hearts. And God, I just pray that we carry it with us as a living word into this day and this week, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. We hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. For more information about our church and all that we do, please visit our website at emmanuel-church.co.uk.